0: Hi everyone, Dr. Elizabeth Bonet here. Dr. Liz, welcome to the Hypnotize Me podcast. Before we jump in, please note that the podcast is not mental health treatment, nor should it replace mental health treatment. If you need psychotherapy or hypnotherapy, please seek treatment from a trained professional. I do hypnosis all over the world, so please feel free to contact me through my website, DrLizHypnosis.com, D-R-L-I-Z-Hypnosis.com. Everyone, Dr. Liz here. We are coming up on the anniversary for a lot of the world that found out about the pandemic. Most of the world found out about it sometime in the month of March, late February, March. And what I'm hearing from people is that they're having somewhat of an anniversary reaction. Like they don't really realize this, but they're saying, I am so in a funk I am exhausted I don't know what's going on I've been dealing well for you know six months or four months or something like that but now I just feel like I can't deal with things I feel burned out and when I bring up an anniversary reaction something seems to click Anniversary reactions come more from the grief world or the PTSD world where they've studied people and they know that their mood is affected, their startle response, all kinds of stuff is affected during the weeks leading up to the anniversary of something happening, whether that was a traumatic event or a death. Stockholm University even studied 50,000 parents who lost a child. This study went in between 1973 and 2008. And what they found is that the mothers that died during that time um, as well, who lost a child and then later they died, they had an increased chance of dying during the anniversary week of their child's death. Especially of a cardiovascular related event, meaning they had a heart attack, they had a broken heart, their heart broke. So association was even stronger among moms who lost a child who was older than 12 years old. So this is real, people. This is real. And perhaps you have lost a loved one to COVID along the way, or perhaps you lost a loved one in the past year where you couldn't be in the hospital with them because of COVID. And this is traumatic, people. So it's not just the anniversary of someone you lost. It's like, whoa, whoa everything started, everything started around this time last year. I still remember so clearly the phone call I got from my daughter who was in Greece actually, but it was because she was studying in Italy and it was her spring break. So her and um, two friends went to Greece and she said, mom, they said we have to come home and evacuate. And I started crying and I was like, what? What? I'm gonna cry right now. She had six she had six months left, and she was so happy there. And uh, I was like, what is going on? the very previous week? Her mother university had evacuated, and they had just told the students we're not evacuating. Go ahead and go on spring break. And you know, obviously, this is not a traumatic event. This was just something sad that happened. My daughter was fine. Um, No one close to me has died this year. Although I have a friend whose adult son died and that was very unexpected. Not from COVID though. But um, it's just a sense of like, geez, our lives have still not changed back to what they were right? What I'm hearing from a lot of people is longing come up, longing that things were the way they were before the pandemic. You know, and I am going to acknowledge, I'm sure I'll get some emails from somebody saying, I've loved the pandemic. It's been a wonderful year, you know? Um, Sure, I'll get those. But for the vast majority of people, it has not been an easy year. I mean, parents are Completely burnt out with their kids at home. And yes, there's the homeschoolers and unschoolers who are, you know, happy as a clam. They've got this down. They didn't have to adjust anything in terms of their kids and schooling. But again, the vast majority of people did. And when I think about parents with special needs kids and how difficult it's been for them, I mean, that is super sad. And it's been a year and Schools have opened in some places, but most places they have not. And they know this is affecting the kids. I know in Broward County, which is a huge school system, it's like I don't know um, fifth or sixth or something like that between five and ten largest school system in the U.S. A third of the kids are failing, that which is not typical. Okay, a third of the kids are failing. I've seen this in my daughter's friends where straight A students in very advanced classes are making like C's now and it's because of the online schooling. And so that's been really difficult to see our children struggle early in the pandemic. Um, when we didn't think it affected kids, I remember one of my friends had said, um, oh, geez, you know, thank God this doesn't affect kids. And I was like, yes, if this affected kids, we would be a planet in grief. And this is what I think about now. We know it affects kids. We know that it harms children. And we are a planet in grief. It's been an awful year. And so this anniversary action is going to come up. You're not going to feel good. You're going to feel like you're in a funk or what's going on. And what I suggest is to... Acknowledge this. Know that it's happening. Try to eliminate extra stressors. Give yourself some downtime. If you want to, you know, binge watch TV, or if you feel comfortable enough, go to a hotel for a weekend or something. You know, so that um, perhaps your partner takes care of the kids and you get a break. Um, do something safe, of course, but some way to give yourself a break, knowing this is real. It really is. Now also remember that it's temporary. So anniversary reactions it usually subside within a few weeks. So it may be that, hey, March sucks because it's sort of the anniversary, but April is going to feel a lot better. So know that too. But also I encourage you to move into radical acceptance around this. Like, I don't see our planet returning to the way it was before COVID, pre-COVID. Like even with vaccines coming out, it's still a feeling of we went through a hellish year or two, and we don't quite know yet when things will feel more normal to us or if they ever will. If, But we, I do know with most anniversary reactions, though that the more intense feelings generally fall off within a few weeks after the anniversary. And then find some support. Hey, talk to your friends. If you can see a friend safely outdoors, go see the friend. Make the effort to do something together. You know, I was recording a podcast and this actual recording is not gonna air, we decided to redo it because we really got off on a tangent. But the person said to me, I think it should have been called physical distancing, not social distancing. And it was like a light bulb went on for me and I was like, oh my God, if we had just called it physical distancing, I think a lot of the past year would have felt very, very different, very different instead of social distancing. Like, no, we need social interaction. Unless you are the introvert living in the woods in the cabin, I hear you. Okay, I know you're out there because you've emailed me. (laughs) I appreciate that you can live in the woods alone by yourself and be perfectly happy. And believe me, the fantasy goes on sometimes for myself as well. But unless you're that person, we need social interaction. We know we are herd animals. We know this, right? So try to get some support and perhaps make an effort to see a friend if you can, and support is very broad okay it can be friends family a hotline that you call a therapist an online group like there's all kinds of ways to find some support Make sure if you have a teenager in the house or a young adult, too, speaking of hotlines, that they know about the hotline, that there's no shame in calling a hotline and talking to someone, and they can do it anonymously, and that that may help if they're having any kind of suicidal feelings come up. The suicide rate has skyrocketed among teens and young adults in the past year. Not that it doesn't affect other age ranges too, but it's affecting our teenagers and early 20s more than any other group because they are social creatures, right? Like this is the age where they're supposed to be orienting more towards their friends developmentally. I just read the book, Why We Sleep. Oh, geez, I can't remember the author's name. You know, I can remember the title of a book for years and years, but authors, I'm awful with authors. I don't know why, but it's why we sleep. And he says in this book that they think part of the evolutionary reason that when someone hits the teen years, their sleep cycle shifts to later, several hours later, is because it allows them to sort of practice being an adult. The adults are generally already in bed, unless you have like a night owl parent. But most of the adults are in bed. They go to sleep anywhere between 9 p.m. to you know 11 p.m., sometimes midnight. But the teens actually have a biological shift go on in the chemical that helps create sleepiness so that they're shifting two to three hours past the adults during this period. And it's to practice taking care of themselves when the adults are asleep, sometimes hanging out with friends while adults are asleep, um, making their meals or snack while adults are asleep. And so I think about this and I think about developmentally, our teens should be orienting towards their friends and hanging out and doing this stuff. And a lot of that social interaction has just been completely eliminated this year. Even if they're getting together with their friends still in a safe way, they're still not going to school with them every single day, most teens, assuming they're not back in school. So this has been so, so hard on them. And I just want to bring some awareness to that issue. And when it's hard on their teens, it's hard on the parents too, right? Our heart goes out to them. And, um, one last thing before we end today, and I talked about this in the newsletter. If you're not on the newsletter, it is different content than the podcast, by the way. You can go over to my website, drlizhypnosis.com and subscribe. I am not one of these people who just sends out the podcast every week in their newsletter. I'm on some newsletters like that. And most of those, it's like, I may check them out to see what to listen to, but I don't feel like I'm getting any really good content in the actual newsletter. I have to go listen to the podcast, right? (laughs) To listen. But that's not my professional choice. My professional choice is to send out the podcast once a month or so, what's been on, but then the rest of the weeks to give some actual content that's going to help people, hopefully. So I talked about Andrew Huberman in the newsletter a couple of weeks ago, and he was on the Ritual podcast. This was back in August 2020, July or August 2020. You can look that up. But he talks about why people are so tired and exhausted. It's because we now have to constantly scan our environment. When we go out in the world, even with a mask on, we have to worry much more so about our safety. And that taxes your brain. It is stressful. This is why you end up more tired because you don't know, you don't even feel safe sometimes coming home because you're like, well, I was just out. What if I picked up something? So I would encourage you to understand that you do need to rest more. You do need to recoup more. You do need to just give yourself some time to be more than in times past And so when exhaustion comes up, then we know we also get more emotional. We want to sleep more. All of those things go on. So just give yourself a break around this and know that there's nothing wrong with you. You are reacting exactly like a lot of people are reacting. And you're reacting the way that our brains were made to react, to scan for danger and then try to protect us from it really, so that we can survive as a species. So know that since we feel like we have to do that so much more right now, it is more exhausting, absolutely. And the anniversary reaction associated with that is longing, right, longing for the past, longing for this to be over, and feelings about, I wish we could just turn back the clock now, I wish it was a happier time, Um, that type of thing may come up for you. All right, people, I think I've rattled on long enough here, and hopefully you got um, some good tips that you can use and some better understanding if you are having an anniversary reaction yourself. I will talk to you soon. Peace.